And we are live. How are we doing, Wolfpack fans? This is Pack Center, your one-stop shop for all things Nevada sports. The date is March 2nd. I am your host, Austin Paschke, and I am joined by Isaiah Burroughs. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Regular now on the show, seems like. Oh, once appreciate a week. it. Yeah. Once a week yeah. at least. Love it. Tyler is currently at his uh, quote-unquote real job, whatever that means. So it is me and Isaiah today covering track and field, both baseball and softball, and then both men's and women's basketball as the Mountain West uh, Championship Tournament for both men's and women's is starting to get underway. It's going to be a great episode, guys, and we will be right back. Before we get to baseball and softball and both basketballs, little track and field update. The in Mountain West Indoor Championships has concluded. Nicola Ader was named Wolfpack Student Athlete of the Week this week for her efforts this past weekend at said championships. Last Saturday, Ader saw success in the high jump at the Mountain West Indoor Championships. The junior earned a gold medal at the event. After placing first with her height of 1.81 meters, she was the only PAC member to earn a medal over the course of the weekend. So shout out to Nicola Ader. And then junior Lauren Green, friend of the uh, podcast, had an amazing Mountain West championship, specifically in the 400-meter dash. Green qualified for the finals with her time of 558 Three seconds. She went on to the final event and got sixth. Not only that, but Green passed Franzika Kint for fifth all-time at Nevada in the 400-meter dash. So shout out to both Lauren Green and Nicola Ader for their efforts at track and field. Shout out to the entire track and field team, though, for doing what they do best at the Indoor Mountain West Championships. We also have an outdoor season coming up, so we'll be able to recap all of that as it happens as well. So track and field season is surely not done. But baseball, softball, in the early season uh, or early time in their seasons, but the Mountain West uh, Mountain West play is right around the corner for both baseball and softball. Softball is currently 7-12 right now. Just last weekend, they participated in the Malihaini Kipa Aloha Tournament. Don't know if I said that right at all. Yeah, Malahane. Oh, Malahane. Malahane. Keep a Aloha tournament. We went three and two in this tournament. Don't want to toot our own horn, but this is exactly what me and Tyler predicted last. <laughs> what was it? Last Thursday, last on, Thursday. The, on the episode, we predicted a three and two finish, and that's exactly what we actually predicted. Every like, we said that we would beat Seattle. We said we'd split with each Oregon and Hawaii. So it's pretty impressive. Yes. Hey, hey, not to toot our own. You horn guys have right the magic ball over there, <laughs> right? It's a magic eight ball over here. Uh, Dan, uh, Daniela, Danielle. Uh, Danielle Liu. Danielle Liu had a walk-off single against Oregon State in that very first game to give us that one nothing win. But then she was not done. Oh, no. She followed up with a walk-off solo home run against Seattle in day two of the tournament to give us a 3-2 win. We then went on to beat Hawaii. Or, no, we lost to Hawaii 3-11 in six innings. That was the third game on Friday. We then lost to Oregon State 9-0 to in six innings Saturday morning, but then we did not hang our heads. We bounced back Saturday night where we beat the host team, Hawaii, 4-0. In that final game, 
Kendall Fritz pitched the entire game and had her second shutout performance of the season, improving her to 6-4, and four, and that, of course, was in that 4 nothing Hawaii game. That leads us into our topic of conversation. Is One, this softball team is definitely on the up-and-ups. This doesn't look like a 7-12 and 12 team, not by any means, especially what they've been able to do these past two weekends. But it's really been behind this pitching that they've been able to find success, specifically in Kendall Fritz. She has a 2.16 ERA. She has started in a she has started in 11, or 10 games, appeared in 11 games. She has a 1.26 whip. She is six and four inside the circle, and she has been playing at a very very high rate, pitching at a very high rate, and really that's been the the heart and soul of this softball team is good pitching. Follow it up with hopefully our bats can come alive. We've seen it in a one nothing uh, win against Oregon State. Our bats came alive just at the right time in that eighth inning. A 3-2 win over Seattle. Again, just the walk-off right at the right time. But then you see blowout losses when our bats weren't really there and our pitching lacked a little bit. What do you think has been a uh, remedy for this slow start for the softball? And now we've seen them kind of pick up steam as the second half of this non-conference schedule is coming to kind of an end. Yeah, I think you've mentioned it. Offense finally picking up some steam. I hope we can see that from the baseball side of things too. But when you have a dominant force like Kendall Fritz in the circle, 4 nothing lead, does that seem insurmountable to you or what? I mean, that, wow. Mm, yeah. A 4 nothing lead. Like, and the way we're piling up the runs on top of that. I agree. We're coming on with three... Back-to-back outings with three, coming off a tough 9-0 loss to Oregon State, right. but then bouncing right back with 4 nothing, All in consecutive days of play, we're not taking a day off and anything in between, so lineup changes are important. And as long as we keep packing up the runs, especially for Fritz, who came off five strikeouts against Hawaii and then eight against Seattle, it seems like we just need to get to a certain point. It seems like right now three is the magic number, and hey, right now we're doing a good job of picking it up offensively. If there was one kind of area we could nitpick at, that would be batting. And that's kind of the same thing we've talked about with baseball as well. Is we only have one person above 300 on the softball team uh, batting above 300, and that is Sierra Mello with 387. And the rest, uh, I mean, Mele Tusinga is right, right there. I mean, she's batting a .295. Uh, Lauren Gutierrez with a .289. So, I mean, they're right around that 300 mark. But if we could nitpick a little bit, it would be batting. And if that starts to take off, this team is in a very good spot to pick up a really good head of steam before the uh, Wolfpack Classic. And speaking of the Wolfpack Classic, it is this upcoming weekend. It is here at home in Reno as we take on the University of Pacific and Sacramento State and Weber State as well. And that is just before the Mountain West play begins. So, I mean, really the non-conference schedule is starting to wind down. With this um, tournament, we will be able to play was at University of Pacific once, Sacramento State twice, and then Weber State was at three times mm-hmm. before the Mountain West play starts. How do you think we do in this upcoming tournament with six games on the schedule? No, what is that? Seven games? No, six games on the schedule. Um, this should be a pretty good test to see if our bats can come alive right at the right time before the Mountain West uh, season begins. Most definitely. It looks like another challenge for us, and I say... We, we're going to end this on a positive note. I say we go 4-2 and two in the Wolfpack Classics, just the way our bats have been able to mm-hmm. finally make some contact. And, gosh, with our dominant pitching staff, I think anything, we're just hitting our stride at this right moment, right before conference play heats back up. So 
this is a huge tournament, like you said, and I say we finish it on a high note. And it's cool that we'll be able to end the non-conference schedule at home, too, and let our fans see softball play a little bit before the Mountain West play begins. I think 4-2 and two is right on. I mean, the way we've been—you've hit it right on the head. Like, the way we've been playing, it's truly—I'm a big believer in streaks and how teams are playing— um, and this team is playing at a really high level right now. I think our bats are starting to improve, and I think our pitching behind Kendall Fritz, I mean, you have an ace pitcher like that, and then the rest of it kind of falls into place. I mean, we have another pitcher, a very high-level starter in Blake Craft as well. Julia Jensen has given valuable minutes inside the circle as well, and then as, you know, as this team keeps playing together, I think we just keep seeing this team get better and better. I think 4-2 and two is what we do as well. I mean, I can maybe even sneak just because Ooh. we're at home, I see. Yeah. I think we can do five and one. I was thinking the same thing. Right. I just, I just tried to caution myself. Right. But you know the way you guys are doing your predictions, yes. I'm happy you said four and two. Makes I think, me feel good. Yes, I think four and two, maybe, maybe five and one. But if I was a betting man, I'd have to go four and two. That's what I think what would happen. But it will be a good weekend, and it will be a good. I think weather's supposed to be nice, so you can get out and watch our Wolfpack softball team take on. Three decent teams in this, uh, what is it, Wolfpack Classic? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they're calling it Wolfpack Classic at the Christina M. Hickson Softball Park here in Reno. Brand new scoreboard. Check that out. This is their first time uh, fans will be able to see that new scoreboard and see our Wolfpack softball team in action. And, of course, we'll be able to recap all that after it happens. Speaking of streaks and believing on how teams are playing as of late, let's go into baseball as we are now – Oh and nine. I truly, truly thought we were gonna get our first win of the season in Piccoli Park, facing a not so good Hofstra team. I know that Wichita State is a very decent baseball team. I understand that, but oh and nine, we dropped probably two winnable games to Hofstra. Oh, definitely, right? Easy. I mean, easy. and Wichita State, we might have been able to squeak one out. Um, the last game on Sunday was canceled. Of course, first. Um, it hasn't snowed in over a month, maybe a month and a couple weeks. And, of course, when the baseball team comes to town, it has to snow here in Reno. Welcome to March. So, right, yep. So that uh, last game on Sunday, March 1st, literally the first day in March, was canceled because there was a good layer, maybe three, four inches of snow on the ground. What is happening, Isaiah? Um, last week, we didn't want to say the sky's falling, but gosh darn it, it's not looking good. It's looking like the sky is falling. Indeed. Uh, what's going on, man? Once again, it's the offensive production. And as much as I hate to say it, I know there's been times where, you know, we we thought we've had some high marks on the year, but it's really time to step it up. And right now, we cannot find our offense right now is almost lifeless. Outside of Dylan Shrum and an occasional leadoff single from Josh Demore, it seems like we just cannot get any runs in or strand players on base. And it's really spoiling performances from Jake Jackson and Owen Schartz. Owen Schartz pitched. My gosh, one of the, you could argue his best career outing with seven innings, yep. totaled 11. a career high, 11 strikeouts, yep. his slider and curveball. My goodness, yeah. it was absolutely nasty. Unreal. I saw, oh my goodness. So How many how many pitches did they take for a strike three call? Oh, Not even four, swinging? Four, and two wow. of them were the curve. I mean, you're talking against lefty and righty, literally just frozen in the box. They're like, holy crap, he just brought that out. Unreal. Busted out the high cheddar cheese as well with the high fastball. And it was just... It was an amazing performance, and it was kind of sucks to see it end in a 2-1 loss to Hofstra. But you said it yourself, too. This Hofstra team was not as good as we made it out to be. Right. Uh, Jimmy Joyce 
their first game of these season, the first game of the series to open up the home opener, pitched nine innings. He pitched a complete game, was under a hundred pitches. That's unreal. They had four errors. Yeah. You don't you lose games when you have four errors in a two one ball game, but somehow our offense just hasn't been able to squeak any life into it outside of Dylan Trum, uh, Tyler Bassetti, and Valenzuela for the most part. So yeah. it's been. It's just been so tough, and we, there's too much talent on this team to really have that offensive production to just be so low. And I that, can't believe that. And that was the whole that was the whole headline coming into the season was so much talent in this in this um, on this team, and four runs scored in the last three games against Wichita State and Hofstra, absolutely no bats, and and that's the that's the number one thing is because our pitching. We've said this off air was unreal, and it's been unreal for a while. I mean, Owen Schartz is finally coming into his own. There's no more if ands, buts about it. I mean, eleven strikeouts, four looking strikeouts, not even swing. It's just there. Our pitching has been unreal. Yeah, and we have one player, um, Dylan Trum, hitting above three hundred with a three thirteen batting average. But then you look at the next guy, Brady Hormel, with point two three one. Hormel, yeah, Brady Hormel. Hormel with a point. And he's a he's an occasional pinch hit bat. That's he, what I'm saying. He's not getting the plate appearances to even be an everyday player. You see right Josh now. Zamora, who has consistently been one of the best bas- or baseball players on this team for a couple years now, batting a two twenty nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just I don't I don't know what the I mean Jalen McLaughlin, come on, yeah. a zero six five. He's I mean, just been and he's. I don't know what because the the morale in this. Uh, clubhouse right now cannot be good like you i understand that it's early but now it's like you're looking at the season and it's really not that early we play cal we play four games against cal baptist this upcoming weekend we play a midweek game at saint mary's we play sacramento state utah michigan and then we're basically in a mountain west schedule and just like that you got to wake up right Right. You have to wake up. It's, it's getting tough. to the point where it's like now is the time we need to wake up because before we know it, we're going to have a losing record going into Mountain West play, and we know how hard that is, even in any sport, to come back from and do it successfully in the Mountain West. This was a team that was picked to finish third in the Mountain West preseason polls, and right now we'd be lucky to scrape by. I mean, you know what I mean? It's oh, looking yeah. bad. It's oh, yeah. not looking good. And like we've been saying, like now we've been trying to say it's too early to say the sky's falling. But it, I mean, these these four games coming up next weekend are oh, basically make they're make huge. a break, and they're back at home. It's going to be, it's it's not trying to say do or die in terms of non conference, but kind of we is. need to see something. And you mentioned it. So many of these games, one run deficits, they're in our grasp. We just need to put, you know, bats on ball. We there's easily four or five winnable games right in our hands that could really turn the tides for us and our season overall. But this four game. Series coming up against California Baptist, another team that's kind of loaded on the offensive end. But with our pitching staff right now, with Jake Jackson, O'Malley, and Shards, I'm not I'm not worried about it. Can we just get some offensive production? And speaking of that four-game series, we do have that series coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all at home again at Piccoli Park against Cal Baptist. This is a big four-game series. Like we've been saying, if our bats can come alive, this will be a successful series and maybe – I'm predicting that we will get our first win. I know I said it last weekend. We just can't keep playing games like this. I don't think that they're this team is too talented to go this long. I don't think they'll go 0-13. That is just absolutely atrocious. I think we get our first win 
but I don't feel confident in this team yet. I think we go two and two against an okay Cal Baptist team. I'm I'm agreeing with you that our um, our pitching still stays up to par. I think Owen Schartz and Jake Jackson keep having a very very good outing, but hopefully willingly our bats will come alive and we will be able to get our first win of the season. How do you think these four games are going to go for this struggling baseball team? Call me crazy. I called it a wake-up call. I think this is the wake-up call we need. I say we sweep. Oh, California Baptist. Get I know our first win and get four wins. Four huh? wins. I think this like you said, like both of us have said actually, just how talented this team is. I think final I think it's going to finally meet up to the production. I think Jalen McLaughlin's going to finally get a few more hits to his credit. Josh Samoa, Tyler Bassetti, and they're going to help with Dylan Shrum. And yeah. overall, I think our pitching's going to lead the way, but we're going to be getting timely runs, and that's all that matters right now with the way our pitching staff has been. So call me crazy, but I think this, this is the wake-up call we needed, and I think head coach T.J. Bruce will do just that. And we will be able to recap that after this weekend Hopefully we can sweep and get our first win and then add on three more after that Thursday game. But the first game will be Thursday, 3 p.m. at Piccoli Park here in Reno. So get out and support this baseball team who will be able to eventually turn it around, and we know that. And then we have a quick turnaround Wednesday at St. Mary's at 2 p.m. March. That is March 11th. And we will be able to obviously keep you guys updated with that. Women's basketball, though, a huge first round in that Mountain West tournament game against New Mexico as we won 74-64, to took care of business, and we were able to move on to play the almighty Fresno State team. It is not looking so good right now. They're currently playing as we are recording. It is four minutes left in the game. We are losing 54-63. to This might be the end to this season as we know it. But last night, though, a huge game as Amani Lacey had 20 points, 17 rebounds, a career high in rebounds. Deja Hamilton also coming up huge, 19 points. Amaya West had a big 10 rebounds to join that uh, big three. The usual um, people that would carry this team, uh, Essence Booker, Marguerite Effa, struggled in this one, and they are not not doing so well at the moment against Fresno State as well, and this is not the time to be be struggling whatsoever um what did you see last night eventually leading into this game against fresno state a good game that might not um i mean good game last night but this game might not turn into the best of games for uh the lady wolf pack yeah to focus on the positive light with last night's win was just how even and balanced this team was especially offensively perimeter and in the paint mm-hmm. deja hamilton was really striping it from three-point range you mentioned it career high 19 points I really thought just the balanced effort from everyone on that team. And we've been saying, you know, especially throughout the course of the years, how can we find offensive production outside of Effa and Booker? Well, we found it with three other girls easily. And Alyssa Jimenez dropped in with another 10 points. It's contributions like that that go a long way, and it showed last night. Very impressive win over a good Fresno State team with a lot of size. Well, uh, New New Mexico State team. Oh, I'm sorry. See, I got it. New Mexico. As we're playing Fresno right now. Only down by three, though, with two minutes left in that Fresno State game. So it might come down to the wire. But, uh, yeah, great game last night. And that was that was really what we've been saying is, like, all right, if Essence and Marguerite struggle, who's going to be able to step up in the Mountain West tournament? We definitely found it. 
but asking to do asking these role players to do that two games in a row against the number one seeded Fresno State team, it's a totally different animal. And this game that we're watching unfold before us as we're losing by five with 2.15 left is we need Marguerite Effa, we need Essence Booker to really step up and have a huge game if they're going to put this team on their back and lead us past a very, very, very good Fresno State team. Also, sticking with that positive note, some awards were given on the women's basketball side as well as the uh, Mountain West Awards came out, I think, what, three days ago, two days ago as well? Yes, three. Uh, three right, days, three ago, days yeah. ago. Essence Booker got Mountain West honorable mention, and Dom Phillips got Mountain West all-freshman team. So shout out to both of them for doing work this season. I mean, Essence Booker had that one run where she was just going insane, and then Dom Phillips has been quietly helping us out um, day in and day out, just giving you know some valuable minutes off the bench. So shout out to them as well. Um, we'll get into the Mountain West team that we heard for men's coming up soon. But all in all, if we do lose, I'm not saying we will lose as we're down six with 120 left now in this game. All in all, I mean, I don't want to say disappointment from this women's team as we'd end the season 15 and 16. Um, and then we finished seven and eleven in regular or in Mountain West play, but we'd finished we'd finished the overall season fifteen and sixteen. I personally had a little bit of higher hopes coming into this season, just because of what the past two seasons have been like, um, and then you know just the pieces around us. We've heard preseason that there were so many pieces on this team that could start. I mean, coming off the bench is almost going to be like two starting squads, and then now we kind of see it was a, it, we definitely struggled putting the ball in the hoop. And then our defense didn't really make up for it in some of these games, and we see ourselves maybe with a losing record as the season ends. Do you think it was a disappointment, or how do you see this season going or ending now for the uh, women's basketball team? If you look at it, at you know, from a different perspective, I would, you know, maybe the general consensus could be, yeah, it was a disappointment. But the way we finished the year, compared to how we started it, is a huge success, and I think it really bodes well for our program with a ton of young talent. We, at one point, weren't even considered to be in the Mountain West Tournament at all. Right. And we, we were like a fish out of water, mm -hmm. to have a stupid analogy. But the way we finished the year, you saw our heart, you saw our talent kind of all come into one fold. And I thought that was really impressive, the way head coach, once again, Amanda Levins, teaches and preaches and how everyone came together. And I think that it culminated to another great, not another great season, but another solid season overall with a lot of depth a lot of improvement a lot of young talent on this team that's only going to improve I'm happy that you know 12 13 players get to play every night that's mm -hmm. invaluable experience for a lot of freshmen and overall if our season does end tonight or today I should say right. at Fresno State overall I can't say it wasn't it's not a success obviously but it sure wasn't a failure I think there was a lot of growing pains throughout the year and I think we ended it on a high note and there's a lot to take away from that Oh, I totally agree. I think this is a young group. While I did have higher expectations, I don't want to say this season was a failure. I think they played really hard basketball. They were fun to watch. It was a fun-to-watch team, and uh, I am a huge supporter of Amanda Levins. I know we haven't directly talked kind of like coaching situations in the uh, for the women's team, but I am a huge supporter of Amanda Levins. I like what she does with this women's team. I think she plays uh, hard basketball. I think she is a very good leader for this team. So I want to preface this by saying I am just being, you know, I am being devil's advocate and saying, do you think that her seat warms up at all? I mean, oh, no. I mean, I mean, it was a quick one no year way. to give her an extension. And no um, 
No uh, way. You don't think so? No way. No. No way. Even you at five hundred, I mean, that's that's successful no season. No way. Or? No way. I that shouldn't even be a question. That you talk to some of the players post game, they're they call her mom. A okay. lot of the players call her mom, and the way she has led this program the last two years, like like I kind of said previously, you look at it on the scope and say, oh, this is a disappointing season. You're finishing a game below five hundred. We weren't even considered to be here at right. this point, and it. A lot of it goes to the credit of Levins and her staff for how well they've put together a strong end to the year and how much young talent and new faces are on this team. No way. She did the best she could, and I think she got the most out of her young talent. That's only going to stay here, only going to grow and develop. I think that is the most important thing. So I completely agree. I mean, this is a pretty impressive to do it with two seniors, one that really, I mean, Sammy, she's valuable. She's a valuable practice player, and she gives a lot to this team, but we don't see her in game, so really we're only losing Marguerite Effa, and one, that's the only senior that's really lo- we're losing valuable minutes from come next year. So young team, as we are down six now with 38 seconds, it looks like our time for women's basketball is now up, and um, we'll probably lose Fresno. I mean, with 30 seconds left down by six, it's going to be hard to come back. But as you're saying, a lot of young pieces. I mean, we pretty much get this entire team back. Granted, Marguerite Effa kind of carried us in that little, like, it was kind of early in the Mountain yeah. West play. You remember? Like, oh, yeah. it was just the Marguerite Effa show. Like, Essence kind of struggled a little bit. But that, like you're saying, yeah, this is a young team that only will get better with time. I'm excited to see these transfers keep developing and kind of keep vibing with this team. Yeah, and you mentioned it. That's another thing that goes to credit for Levens was her dipping her hand in the transfer field. Yeah. You're getting players like Nia Alexander and Marguerite mm-hmm. Effort to make solid, impactful contributions right away. She could do that once again next year to help yep. lead this program, and that that's just a, an understatement to how well she's done overall during her tenure here. Definitely. I think our fr- I just looking to next year just real quick as we're wrapping up and as this game's wrapping up in uh, Vegas against Fresno and Nevada, our front court's going to be very good next year. Oh. Like, Amani Lacey, Amaya West, Dom Phillips, like, these people, these girls are going to be unreal next year. I think maybe we can dip our hand just a little bit in the transfer portal to get some backcourt help. But even when you do look at the backcourt, it's, I mean, we have Essence Booker and Michaela Mayo, Jenna Williams, um, uh, Alyssa Jimenez, again, I mean, while well, she plays, like, kind of the 3-4 spot. Yeah. Deja. Deja Hamilton, yeah. Off the bench or starting. Yeah, it's... I mean, like, this team is... I mean, it's like you kind of look to see, like, weak spots, and it's not really much weak spots. It's more just, like, have this team play together more and have this team vibe more and just get better as a group. And I think next year is really the time we see this team take off. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And to kind of preface what you were saying, maybe the hopes we had, like, at the beginning of this year, looking at it on paper saying, right. oh, wow, right. we're stacked, and we got some depth in the backcourt. And I know it didn't really all come to fruition, but maybe I think – Next year could really be the year right. it all kind of comes together. So well, I think, and it was more, it was more just happy-go-lucky, like look at all this talent, and kind of forgetting that this is a young group that's going to have to like deal with some adversity. And I think this year, granted, even though it's 500 level, this was the adversity. And I think next year will be the time that these uh, this group of girls really flourishes. 26 seconds left. Fresno State calls a timeout, up by four. As uh, this game's starting to wind down in Vegas, you never know what can happen as this game goes down to the wire. But Fresno State's a very good basketball team, keeping them down to the wire. You never know what's going to happen, and that's uh, pretty impressive from this Amanda Levins-led squad. When the final comes, we will be able to uh, tell you guys about it. Men's basketball, some announcements from the media. Awards came out to this morning, 
And um, we did pretty well. Jalen Harris, first team, granted, definitely. Um, Malachi Flynn was voted player of the year. I know you're shaking your head yes over yeah. there because, granted, he probably deserved it. Uh, but um, Probably. Yeah. It was nine votes to two, all right? Jalen got some votes, No, too. no, no. I, I say for sure he deserved it. Oh, he, he deserved deserve a couple it. votes. And you know what? And he also got a couple for newcomer. And too, he, which he yeah, and um, Malachi Flynn, does, uh, he got that he, one as uh, well. He burst onto this. I thought sure. Jalen Harris was going to get newcomer and and uh, Malachi was going to get player, the, which was, I don't I know. think that, I just like, compared, nice. if you would have seen, like if you saw what Flynn was last year compared to this year, right. it's almost night and day. So yeah, I understand. Yeah. I could see, you can give that one as a coin flip, but I thought Flynn dominated throughout the whole category not saying that Jalen didn't put up a a great fight yeah, which he did right but I thought Saturday's contest really right and I was just I that. was literally just about to say that like you know like we've had so many conversations about this off air like you know I was like Jalen Harris has to win it yeah. but after that game Saturday like Malachi Flynn literally took that to he heart. Was, like he was so pissed gosh, he was like he was a man on a mission like 36 what was it 36 points? high 36 points Unreal. dished out of Five rebounds, five assists to lead the team. He's just. I don't been know. Doing I don't know. Year. Don't quote me on this, but as I was looking through his sports reference page, I don't think he hit thirty before this game. Like un no. and like this is his first that, thirty point yeah, game. Goes off hit, for thirty six. There was about twelve minutes left when he hit that and one floater for thirty. The yeah. free throw to tie for right. thirty. Well, I mean, that was his season high. Twenty two in the first half. Unreal. He's, he's been and that and, that was the game that really was like. It took me going like, all right, like you know what I mean. This is and this is pretty damn. Impressive. You know what? To Jalen's credit, Jalen put up. That was going to be one of the like one of my best games I've ever watched because mm-hmm. the way those two were going at it, Jalen was weight fight. Jalen was going at him. Yep. It was literally back and forth, and some of the shots he was pulling up. I don't know if you saw that he was pulling up from the renowned logo. Yeah. Yeah. Drained Unreal. twice. Uh, he was, and he's putting the ball on the floor, hitting step back mid range jumpers. He was showing his complete offensive repertoire, which is really impressive. So, once again, props to Jalen Harris because yeah. he he put up a fight with Malachi Flynn, but at the end, Flynn and yeah, San much. Diego State just too much to handle. And you know, we were calling that upset for weeks now, if not months and now. You know what? And we were, came close. Nine point lead at half. Unreal. They, they playing out of our minds. I think Jazz said it best when he said, "You know what? The NBA Haas, we had a great first half. In Lawler, we had a great what was it?" Like, 30 minutes, and next time we see him in the championship of the Mountain West Tournament, <laughs> it's going to be a full 40 minutes as we upset. No, but if you were a boxing fan, like this was a heavyweight oh, bout. Oh, it was. Between oh, two man. of the Mountain West best, I'm kind of sad, but obviously happy at the same time that Malachi Flynn's probably going to get drafted, and we won't have to see him next year, but at the same time, it's like, man, would that match up for two more times, at least two more times. We'll get it for at least one more, maybe. Well, Hopefully. you never know. Jalen could Jalen get some NBA interest too. Yeah. You never know that. I don't know, but let's knock on wood. Knock Hopefully on that wood. Hopefully happen, he but, stays here. But, but yeah, no, I I, he, I mean he definitely deserves it. I mean the dude's going off like some he has to at least get some looks, saying like what can this guy do? But um, heavyweight fight between Jalen and Malachi. Unfortunately, Malachi Flynn got the best of him in that one. Jazz Johnson. Third team, All Mountain West. Lindsey Drew, honorable mention. Nizray got that Sixth Man of the Year well award. Deserved. Well deserved. You heard head coach Steve Alford pound the table yep. for that post-game yes. ceremony. Yes, definitely well deserved. Nizray was unreal this year. Just nine-day difference from last year. Does It wasn't the haircut. It was the <laughs> damn head coach giving him you know, confidence in playing. Um, we all – I mean, this was the type of year we thought he was going to have last, last year. Last year. And sure. when he struggled a little bit – 
no confidence in the coaching staff, was pulled right away. And I'm not saying it was right or wrong. We had a we had a very special season at risk last year. I mean, it wasn't really the time to kind of try. Yeah, to experiment with nine, ten deep. Exactly, it wasn't. We had you had seven good. Well, you had a great starting five, right. and you could go seven deep. Right, that's, exactly. That's and what we did. There's exactly. nothing wrong with and, that. And but that was the thing. It was like, granted, he didn't get playing time last year because he struggled a little bit. But it was like last year wasn't really the season to mess around. But this season, he got his chance. He got his confident. He got his fresh new haircut. And boy, did Reno just go behind him! Like it was just everyone loves Nizre now. And like, not that he wasn't loved last year. It was just like he, he finally, became a fan favorite. Yeah, he's, like, he's got the chance stays to showcase. after the game hangs with fans and that's that's what you like to see out of uh out of this basketball team but definitely um do you think there was any snubs on the um I saw that Justinian Jessup got first team I don't know about he's, that one oh he's he's you really good Alston was first team and because Alston got uh, second Derek Alston right. Jr that's kind of to me because I'm right. a big Justinian I don't know if you saw him play in person he's I've seen him he, I've seen him play he's unreal he's but I don't fire. know if his stats implicated first. well he he led the Mountain West in three point field goals he did made he did he's kind of a sniper from back there but at the same time that that is that's kind of like tomato tomato exactly because both exactly. of those guys both are putting up right. serious numbers and um in terms of the Nevada side none in my honest yeah estimation, no I agree but I'm, I'm happy we got some recognition and Jalen's getting recognition not only yep. for right. first team but definitely and Jazz and Nizre well right. deserved. So and I was yep. I was really happy to see all that. Lindsay, third team or Lindsay honorable, uh, honorable mention? mention. Okay. Well, what do you uh, think? You know That's what? what I'm saying. You know what? Maybe that could be a slow. Right. I guess you could find a way to put him but it's onto the third it's team. But it's hard. I get it. They have a hard job to do yeah. picking the, picking this some year, of these really good. Players. The Mountain West this year. There were some good players. Wow. Yeah. There were some really just not even good, but just good teams. Yeah. It's really impressive what. It's not top heavy like it was last year. It's right. really impressive. Right. So I totally agree. Saturday night one. though was a tough one to swallow. Um, biggest home crowd of the season though, ten thousand eight hundred fifty-five fans in Lawler. We lost seventy-six to eighty-three on Saturday night. We snapped our six-game win streak along with that nice twenty-game win streak in the Mountain West play. That was nice, but unfortunately, both those were snapped on Saturday. Finished the regular season now after it's all said and done. One game shy of 20 wins, 19 and 11, 12 and 6 in conference. How obviously you saw this one going as a Nevada loss, but did you think that we were going to be up nine at half with this uh, great effort? No way. No, no way. way. It was kind of crazy because when the first half ended, I was writing it up, yeah, writing my story up like we were going to win. Right. And just in case I had a backup in case <laughs> we lost, but it was very impressive. I had seven points it felt so much closer because it was we were down three points with under a minute left we just couldn't get the stops and Flynn put the nail in the coffin with back-to-back baskets but at the end of the night you cannot I can't say enough about that team's heart vigor and effort was on full display Saturday night and it was it was something really special for everyone to watch. I really enjoyed it. And just breaking news, we lost by four in the second round of the Mountain West Tournament for the Lady Wolfpack. We lost 75-71 to 71 to number one seed Fresno State. The women's basketball team's season is now over as we finish the season as, uh, what, we 7-15 and 16? Yeah, 15-16 and 16 overall, 7-11 and 11. In conference, as we now look towards next year to see if we can do better, as we've saying, next year should be a lot better for Amanda Levins and this squad. 
Key players for the Nevada Wolfpack on Saturday, that San Diego State game as we closely lost that one. Obviously, Jalen Harris led the team with 24 points. Jazz and Lindsey both had 13. Other than that, outside of those big three, not much happened as uh, the rest of the team kind of struggled. Robbie had a nice six-rebound game, but we did struggle in this one down the stretch. First half obviously was very good to us. 56% shooting from the field, 50% from three. And then the second half is kind of where we struggled a little bit. 39% from the field in that second half as San Diego State kept above 50% from the field for the entire game. Malachi Flynn, it was his entire show, as we said, 36 points. KJ was a vegan, dropped 14 points as well for the Aztecs, though. Senior night was ultra, ultra special because of, obviously, who is leaving the program. But I like how they did after the game as mm -hmm. well. I mean, that was something that Coach Alford did um, with his time when he was playing at Indiana under Bob Knight, uh, the legendary coach, Bob Knight. And so I think this is something that was nice. I mean, the players got to talk. Coach got to talk. He talked about every. He talked about grad assistants. He talked about, like, equipment or what was that? Um, uh, student like student, helper yeah, like student managers. equipment managers yeah like he talked about a lot of people it was weird because it seemed like he was getting choked up a little bit talking about jazz a little bit right it yes. wasn't it wasn't just me seeing that? that i heard that it I was a, that. he got choked up a little bit talking about jazz um Lindsay got choked up talking mm -hmm. about what the community means to him john carlos john carlos obviously uh he was i mean he was crying cool but, i mean because I mean, he was only here one year but it just shows like the kind of guy he is like he's just a nice guy like, yeah. I mean, it meant a lot to him that the pack was the community was shows so nice. Our, yeah. Shows our community, man. Yeah, That's like, I mean, the Wolfpack special. community is a very special place. Like, the, I mean, we love our sports here. And we, not only that, we just love the players as well. You know what I mean? Like, they truly mean a lot to us. Um, Lindsey, for me personally, we'll talk about this when the entire basketball season's over, but he means a lot to me because I'm a fifth year here. He's a fifth year here. I mean, my freshman year, he it was his freshman year. We had the Cam Olivers. I mean, we had we had the um, the Marcus Marshalls, Tyron Criswell. We won the CBI, and like I remember those games. So like seeing Lindsey now like playing his last game in Lawler was like kind of weird for me. And like I I totally under understand the um, emotional aspect of it, but I mean these seniors mean a lot to this team. It's gonna be weird seeing them them not being on the team next year. It's gonna be weird. But now that the regular season is all said and done, we now focus on the Mountain West tourney, and there's a lot of if ands, buts about that. But first off, this regular season, though, how do you think this regular season went in a transition year, in a year where we had literally no one on the roster, one person on the roster, when Alfred took over, one win shy of 20 wins, a 12 and 6 in conference? This was a team that I think a lot of people thought was going to just lay down and not fight. And this was a team one win shy of 20 seasons. I mean, 20 wins. We could that, still get that, too. Yeah. And imagine if we had 20. I mean, that would be four or five years in a row with 20 wins, just keeping the streak going. Um, a lot of people question this Alfred Alfred hire for 10 years. I don't want to say it's a success because this is the first season. But um, in my eyes, this, this first season was very, very successful. I mean, one win from 20 wins in the regular season. Uh, you can't be too mad at that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You said it yourself. I... When Alfred took the job in what? What was that? May? Yep. May, May. of last year. Yep. One player was committed to the team. You had so like so many guys were just, just barely dipping their heads in water, seeing if they were going to test mm -hmm. the transfer portal or not. Ultimately, he got 
guys like Jazz back, guys like Lindsey back that really kind of made the glue for our program right now. And I just can't say enough about not only how well we've played throughout this part of the year, but how much fun we're having, too. It seems Mm -hmm. like the guys really enjoy being around each other, really enjoy playing with each other. You saw it when Nizray was being honored last uh, Saturday night, how mm-hmm. Jazz, because they were roommates, right. gave him a hug. It's yep. it's just little things like that that make this team and this season so special. And the best part is it's not even done yet. Right. And I think we have a ways to go, if yeah. you know what I mean. No, I, <laughs> I totally agree. And as we're talking about that, we might as well just dive deep into it then. We play the winner of Colorado State and Wyoming, I think, this Wednesday. Yes, and then we play Thursday. Yes, they play Wednesday, and then we play, uh, yes, the yeah. winner on Thursday of the Colorado State-Wyoming game. I don't want to call the game, but if I was a betting man, which we've said multiple times that we are not, maybe, I don't know, I would put my <laughs> money on Colorado State. I mean, Wyoming's, yeah. even though they've shown some life, they've shown some kicks, I just think Colorado yeah. State's just way too good. Um, I think this, I would rather see Colorado State than UNLV, though. I'm glad oh, that we're oh seeing my Colorado gosh. State. UNLV my, is yeah, on a My on a apologies. Tear. I know I wasn't here last week. Right. Yeah. To, yeah. You need to you need to live that up real um, quick. No, my apologies <laughs> to Tyler and Austin. I doubted UNLV not once but twice. Twice. You and, uh, and they San ended Diego up State saving they ended up saving us for the three seed. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, I said we were gonna be a four seed for that reason because I had such little faith in UNLV. <laughs> so props to exactly. you guys. And yeah, you're absolutely right. I would not wanting to be playing the Rebels right now, but um, I'd agree with you, too. If I had to choose between Wyoming and Colorado State, I'm going with Colorado State. And a little bit of redemption back yes. to that buzzer beater from Isaiah Stevens. Yes. Just what? Was that last month? It was, yes. Yeah. Just just last month. Felt like yesterday. I know. It does. It just feels like, you know, it was just yesterday. This basketball season goes just too quickly. It really honestly does. Yeah, you're right about that. But, yes, we are on the opposite side of UNLV. UNLV plays Boise on Thursday to see... Uh, the winner between San Diego State and that 8-9 and nine game. I'm guessing it is going to be UNLV and San Diego State and us in Utah State in the semifinals, and that would be a cool matchup to see who plays in the championship because San Diego State might get their rematch against UNLV oh, for boy. giving them their only loss on the season, which would be crazy as well. But this Mountain West tournament is going to be fun to watch Definitely, well, not definitely. Right now, we are set up for a two-bid league. Utah State, I think, is in the last four in or last four out mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, San Diego State's marked for that one seed in the East set to go to New York. But if the Wolfpack somehow pull this out, I'm not saying they will. I don't want to get on a crazy tangent, but that mean it could maybe get a three-bid uh, Mountain West League, which would be absolutely insane. I don't think that. I think there's like a one percent chance. Yeah, I don't think. But I don't see that happening. But you never know, and that'd be kind of cool to watch. Three, oh, three most Mountain definitely. West teams. But how do you think this Mount this way too early prediction? Because our next episode that either comes out Thursday or Friday is going to be already in the thick of things for the Mountain West tournament. So just way too early prediction on how far you think Nevada is going to go and who ultimately wins the entire thing. Yeah, right as it stands right now. I'd have us beating Colorado State. Right. And then from there, who who do we – we'd play the winner We'd play of, the winner of Utah State because they play the winner of New Mexico New and Mexico. San Jose State. So let's just assume Utah State wins right. that one, right? Because yeah. I, I know there's a lot of if, ands, right. or buts. But right. between Utah State and Nevada, that's tough. It's a tough that's, game. That's – oh, man. And as much as it pains me to say it, 
I know I've been negative right. Nancy here on right. the podcast. I just no. I was. You know what? Dude? I'm going Utah State. I'm gonna say the same thing. Um, Utah State. I don't want to go against them down in crunch time. Like Sam Mural plays at a different level. Um, Queda, hopefully. I mean, I don't want to say uh, hopefully he Mountain West Defensive Player of the yeah, Year. Yeah. Like Mean-y's he's Queda. Yeah. He like, he's crazy. He plays well down in the stretch. Brock Miller. Um, but either way, the semifinal is gonna be really good. Um, I just have San Diego State winning the entire thing. I don't really see anyone beating them. We've seen UNLV beat them, but when they play in the semis, I think they're gonna thrash on UNLV for getting their only loss. I don't think Utah's been going to be able to hold a candle to San Diego State, and um, yeah, they're going to. I think they're going to win it all. But watch out for a hot Nevada team. Yeah, you know, because teams that shoot the best usually make run deep in the tournament. Cause Just ask us Saturday yes. night first half. There you go. As you, we first half, we can take on anyone. Apparently, <laughs> the second half that keeps us down a little bit. But we'll be able to recap that after it happens on Thursday again. If you guys missed it when we gave the little update, women's team. Uh, we are now done as we lost to Fresno State and um, down in Vegas. Our women's team is now done. and But our men's team takes the court on Thursday, playing the winner of Colorado State and Wyoming, as we'll be able to recap that after it happens. Isaiah, any last thoughts before we wrap this uh, basketball-heavy episode up? Um, well, once again, congrats on the season, Nevada women's team. Definitely. You guys fought to the – well, you girls fought to the final buzzer. Definitely. Not just this game, but throughout the whole year. Only much appreciated. Yeah, I mean, and it's much appreciated. Your fight and loyalty was on display throughout the whole year. So props, Nevada men's team. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Get some rest. Well-deserved for that reason. But, no, I just can't wait to see what plays out. And Nevada baseball, it's, it's starting. Please get It is the starting. I promise you I'm going to be there all four games. You're it's the, happening. You're be the good luck charm. It's happening. I was supposed to be the good luck charm. Did we start it Friday? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I was supposed to be the good luck charm Friday during Owen's outing. We, and it, it, we fell short, but I promise you, I'm, I'm turning it around. I'll be wearing my lucky socks. Promise you that. <laughs> so then we're going to get the first of them. Yes. Because Isaiah has on his lucky socks. Best believe it. But as the spring sports all keep taking place, you know where to catch the action, and that is Pack Center right here. I want to thank you guys for listening and giving us your time. And like always, let's go Pack.